Welcome back to the Nullified Take, where we've got some TNT takes on the challenge, All-Stars 2. Um, Drew and Chattel is joining me here once again for a very special episode this week. We just finished our recap of the finale last week. We thought it was all done and dusted, but then so much information has come to light since that finale, since the recap, so much that we didn't know going into that, that uh, we thought we would go live again to talk about it because to some degree, if some of you have watched Drew's video, you know, Drew, you kind of <laughs> really put it out there that, you know, we felt like we watched a different TV show potentially compared to what actually happened in the finale. And there were certain things we picked up on, like we could see timestamps were strange that at the final puzzle they got there, it was still light, then suddenly there's another image of them running away and it's dark and things just didn't seem to match up 100%. But, you know, a lot has been sort of exposed over the last week or so. Um, we've had an EW or Entertainment Weekly uh, article coming out with some tea being spilled. Um, and then we've also had some podcast interviews um, on Challenge Mania, which has become a great source for getting some real insider information in regards to Janelle being on there and also Melinda having an interview with them as well. I don't know if you guys have listened to the Melinda one as well. I've listened to that one as well. So there's been a lot that's dropped in the last week, which has been very interesting to listen to. But first, I'm going to go to the person who was the most upset about this, as he should be because his whole YouTube career is based <laughs> on the challenge at this stage. He's starting to move into other areas, but you've got such a loyal fandom that follows you weekly. People really respect your opinion. People have on this podcast said in the past, you should be a part of production, um, which, you know, I agree with you. You're very knowledgeable about the show and you've got some great ideas. Drew, how did you feel over this last week? And have you calmed down somewhat compared to when you uh, released that video? Because it was quite a heated one. Uh, yeah, I mean, having a couple of days afterwards, because I made that video soon after listening to the full two hours, I kind of was taking notes in my brain. I was taking some timestamps. So right when that was done, I didn't really have like a, a full on outline to do the video. I just listened to it. And then I went straight with my emotions and feelings and I just made the video. So that's where all that heat and passion came from was just doing it so quickly after I wasn't even really thinking about majority of what I was doing. I think I had like 40 minutes, 45 minutes worth of the video and I cut it down quite a bit because of ramblings and everything else. <laughs> but um, luckily I have been able to like have a few days of like, like being able to like sit with it a little bit, have some nights to mull it over and everything. And it's not like, I am still pretty upset by it. I'm frustrated. I'm always one that puts it out there that I would love transparency. More transparency for the audience is better. Um, if you want to have what the, the challenge is based on is just a competition show. I mean, if this is going to be WWE, let us know that going in so we can like figure out our expectations going into it. I mean, yeah. so to me, I, I'm always one for transparency, but hearing so much that isn't transparent is just, it really is frustrating. I mean, at this point, I'm less mad and just more disappointed. And that's yeah. like the one thing that you always hate to hear your parents say to you. It's like, oh, I just wish you would just be mad at me because that you get over that easier than being disappointed. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, and just before we continue on here, Chantel, um, I, I do want to make it clear on the podcast that production 
you know, they're going to get things wrong and they're going to get things right. Um, I honestly believe that this show, there's a lot of passion for it. You know, TJ's done it for years now. There's a lot of people that are behind the scenes that are trying to put the best show forward for everybody to enjoy and watch. And they do want to do things in the best interest of the show. I do think that production made a few mistakes here, which you wouldn't expect from a show that have been on the air for I don't know, over 40 seasons, if you check all the spin-off uh, seasons that's been created as well, they've done this for a long time, and predominantly, it is the same production team that have come over from the main show to do this just under a different banner on the Paramount Plus platform, so you'd expect better from them in some of these things that have happened, but the one thing I do want to bring up, Chantel, this is a very different show compared to the main show in the sense that they do have less time to get things right, right, so we've been very um, complimentary of the fact that it's a shorter show it's a little bit you know easier for people to commit to but with having say two weeks or three weeks with quarantine to actually do the whole show it means that there's less backup days or ways for them to pivot compared to the main show which is a lot longer in general so i do want to take that into consideration as well i'm not forgiving everything but i'm just setting the so, sort of the um i guess the scenery here for everybody listening to this that it can be logistical nightmare to put a show like this forward with uh, time constraints and things like that. Okay. This, so like a lot of that really drove me up the wall. The, the thing is, is all of these shows started from a pure space, right? We started from the real world where we're getting a look at seven strangers living in a house where these people stop, stop acting nice and start getting real, the real world. Right. And so we're seeing snippets of these people that were real unedited, like in a sense, like storylines wasn't, wasn't a main focus. It was just seeing these people naturally living together and how they communicate. The same thing happened with road rules, but they were doing it on an RV, traveling around different parts of, you know, US or the world or whatnot. Eventually they started making it for prize money. And that's how it started to evolve because they wanted to do real world versus road world and pin these two real shows, reality TV shows against each other. So the fact that they're completely losing all of that because they're like oh we have these people that everybody loves to watch and loves to come and, and tune in for let's use them and manufacture drama and that is not what is successful about the franchise at all it's not about the manufactured drama we all felt something was off with Jonay winning. We didn't know what it was. We're just kind of like, oh, this this doesn't feel right. You know, like I, I want her to win, but this doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it was done in the right way. And so the, the manufactured drama, when if they just told the, the actual right story, even with all their messing up and with like them tell, like I would love to see like, okay, the production effed up and told them to go, that they had the right numbers and to go run and then they they realize oh they didn't have the fourth step and like i would like to see all that then it, it, i don't think time constraints is something that we should be lenient for they know how much time that they have they know how to plan a show that you said they've done it for 40 seasons so figure out how to do your show in the time constraints that you have and don't yeah. say that you have to alter the 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 results of a show because you're losing light i don't care that you're losing light like Film it in the dark. Get a ring light out there. Like, I don't care. I would love to see that. It's like, oh my God, this went longer than they were expected. Everybody has their own solo body cams on and they have like a ring light that they're holding because like the lighting is gone. Like, I don't know. Troubleshoot in a different way, but don't mm. troubleshoot 
in my opinion, with the storyline to tell some, you know, fictitious, like, story arc that, like, I don't care about. I'm just so irritated by the how they completely, they've ruined my show. I was so I happy with All-Stars. And they, in my opinion, have ruined All-Stars because they've lost what makes it good. It's not so, the storyline, it's people. So I feel I feel your frustration, um, and the reason that I brought that up is not to like I'm gonna have a lot of digs at a lot of things that went wrong here. Like I'm not just gonna say, hey, let's let's forgive and forget, let's move on. Like we need to analyze and criticize the things that went wrong in this finale and also the season as a whole. Justice for Kahara. Well, who the cares he went for out. the season? I don't care. As a whole, yeah. No, no one's gonna watch this again, knowing who that, the, that the end result. If the production yeah. is going to decide when they're going to play by the rules, when they're not going to play by the rules, when they're like, it's, and as just like, as you said, Drew, like if it was WWE where it's all manufactured drama and like, you know, this person, they've decided who's going to win and what the storyline is fine. I don't watch the WWE. <laughs> right. Cause I don't care mm -hmm. for that type of manufactured drama. So mm -hmm. I agree with you, Drew, hundred percent. I think they need to be more transparent and I think that they need to, stop thinking they know better than what where they came from like they're hmm. ruining their show by thinking that they know better than their roots so so here's a question for you Chantel because the reason that I brought this up and in regards to you know the time constraints and all that kind of thing and I understand it's a weak argument I understand that the show's been on for a long time I'm not fully justifying it <laughs> but I was leading somewhere with this line of thinking you know we've got all stars three that has already been shot. Like it's been. I don't even care to watch it. Can you believe that? So, I'm just like, so, meh. so that's what I was going to ask you. Like, are you giving up on the challenge All Stars 3 before it's even filmed? Or if the challenge All Stars 3 comes out and we see some improvements to some of the things that have gone wrong, and this is for you as well, Drew, you know, does that sort of make things right? Or is it in your mind, you know, it's one and done. They've messed it up on All-Stars 2. They cannot redeem themselves from here. Because in my mind, I am, I understand and, and we'll talk about everything and how I feel about the win with Janae winning. I think I even mentioned it last week that I didn't feel good about the fact that they didn't complete the phase, what we thought was phase one of the finale. Light. Who cares? Exactly. I didn't, I didn't really care for that too much. And there's a lot of stuff we can still talk about in regards to that. But, you know, how, how do you both feel, Chantel and Drew, in regards to, you know, where we're sitting at now? All-Stars 2 has been a bit of a mess. All-Stars 3 is coming out. There's a great cast that has been you know, sort of accumulated for this next All-Star season. Like, I'm definitely watching it. Like, you know, I don't so, care. I'm I mean, going to watch it. I might have but if to they do this again... Then in a different perspective, tough. I might have to be like, okay, so who do I think production is going to want to win this season? And I, I might have to look at it from that lens. I can't look at it from an, an enjoying as a viewer watching a reality TV show when the producers are so heavy handed in what they want an outcome to be. And mm -hmm. so if I'm watching it from a different perspective, yeah, maybe I can enjoy it. But like the fact that the, that all this was exposed Obviously, we've had some inklings of like hearing that production rigs things for certain people to win, like Johnny Bananas to win a couple of times, and even CT. Um, you know, it was, it was speculated that he, CT and Bananas in dailies, they would always go like near the end so they can see how to do it. So they'll always be the ones that do it the best because they had the most. You know, we've heard stuff like this, people being favored, but this time was just so blatant that. Like, it just doesn't make it enjoyable to watch. And 
of course I'm going to watch because I'm a creature of habit. I've been watching more years than I've not been watching it um, in my life, but I just don't know if I can come from it with the same excitement as I came into season one and two. And that saddens me because I know that I've been a new school fan for a while. I've, if I have to be honest, I enjoy main challenge more than all stars because I kind of have come with these players now for five or six seasons that I've consistently seen them playing. So I've got more of an understanding there. That's why I'm going back to watch some of the older seasons now. So that it probably wouldn't matter as much in all stars three, because there's a lot of newer players that's going to be in all stars three. But you know, for me, I've always been probably more main season, not 37 necessarily. It wasn't a, it was a bit of a, a drag towards the end, but you know, I know how passionate Chantel you were for all stars when it came out doing the whole all stars one with you, all stars two, you've been extremely passionate about it. And it, it saddens me to see that this has crushed your soul. And Drew, you're someone as well that is a massive fan of the challenge. You've come along with it for a very long way, long time now. Where are you sitting? Are you similar to Chantal, just completely jaded by this thing right now? And it's really hard to even look forward to All Stars 3. Has the veil been removed from your eyes in regards to the show? What? Where are you sitting? How are you feeling? It's been a couple of days. Like, obviously, this is the first time that myself and Chantel, we get an opportunity to vocalize how we feel about some of these things. But you've already done so in your own channel, and you get another opportunity to talk to both of us about it now. Um, I'm still pretty much a mixed bag on this um, and in the way I'm feeling about it, because it's like there's two halves of me. I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan of the show. I, I You're going to have people make mistakes, and you're going to have like blatant mistakes. I mean, this is like complete ineptitude in, in, at some points, but to me, I'm still a fan at heart and I want to see some of the people that are on all stars three compete. And in the middle of the show, while I'm watching it, of course, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to like to see the dailies and the eliminations and the strategy throughout the game. And, and I'll probably like during the time of watching it, I'll forget some of this stuff, but there will always be something in the back of my head now going like, okay, what really happened here? Or what was something that happened here? Or oh, was that really uh, off by two pounds or like a second? Like, mm. I mean, I'm always like that anyways. Like the one second <laughs> thing always gets me. It's like, oh yeah, of course it's always one second, two seconds. That's always going to be it. But um, but I'm always, I'm still going to watch it. I, I know some people, I haven't answered comments yet on the, on the video that I made this past week, but there was people that were like, are you going to boycott it? And I mean, that's just not feasible. I mean, I make videos for a living and I make majority of my revenue on challenge content, like whether of my mixed feelings about it, I'm still going to watch it regardless. And I still want to make videos because I still want to talk to people about the show, whether I'm like at 150% on certain episodes or if I'm like having that little back of back of the head kind of uh, voice kind of being like, okay, well, this this seemed a little shaky to me or something like that or being a little bit skeptical but i'm still going to make videos i still like the challenge we've we're no strangers if you're an audience member of the challenge for a long time we're no strangers to these types of rumors or types of uh types of information coming out of people talking about certain things that happen during challenges i mean Big one is Bananas and Total Madness. It was supposed to be maybe one winner that there was the rumor it, but then they made it two at the very end. CT getting able to do the double elimination. He he was getting iced out of every skull, but now he can he can uh he can decide and he has the power on the biggest biggest uh, elimination of the season. And um yeah, it's just and then Ashley 
getting to choose whether to win the money or not. Johnny Bananas mm. taking Adderall at the end of Rivals 3 to stay on the stump longer. I mean, there's a there's a lot of talk that's going around. So, I mean, this is no this is no different, but it's the way that it happened on All-Stars when you thought that that could possibly be, possibly be a safe haven. Um, yeah, that pure. could be like, yeah, where production really, I think they took their hands off per, uh, of doing anything in, in season one. I thought season one was spectacular in that way that they just let the competitors do what they wanted to do. Uh, let them free reign of the house. The daily seemed pretty chill. Uh, yes, winning season... was unexpected, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> you couldn't have scripted yeah. that because no one expected that. I mean, we literally <laughs> had him last on our draft picks for that season. But one of the things I did want to touch on, just while I've got an opportunity here, um, mm -hmm. Chantel, you mentioned that, you know, obviously they wanted a winner. They manufactured a win here. That's kind of how it feels. There's a lot of information coming out that is blatantly obvious. Like, there's been rumors in the past, and then there's been acknowledgement of said rumors this season um, by people actually coming out and, and talking about different things that have happened. Um, the one thing that I find difficult to comprehend, and I'm playing devil's advocate here at the moment, is that why was Janae and MJ the chosen ones? Why did production want them to win? Because the perfect winner this season would have been Nehemiah and Melinda. The whole season was about the King's Palace, how strong the King's Palace was. There was a lot of hype around them. The edit was favoring them for a large part of the season. Why did production, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, decide at the end, no, we want Janae and MJ to win, even though they weren't very massively featured throughout the whole season to me one plus one equals two and in this case one plus one is three like i just don't well, i don't understand I hate to the say logic it. i hate to say it but mj is a white male all right. So you believe that it may have been that because the other question I was going to say is you've got Nehemiah, obviously, who's been a, a massive um, figure this season. Melinda getting to her first final. He had his counter alliance. He was getting a very favorable edit. I think, Drew, you could um, definitely talk to if Nehemiah was the person who got the most confessionals. I think he was up there, if I remember correctly. So clearly it yeah. was his story this season. And then the other part of this is you've got Darrell, who is uh, a black male, um, probably one of the, the best to ever do the challenge who's won four times like if there was someone to be favored not in the new season though not in new school. not in the new seasons yeah and in the old school seasons but still he's got a legacy behind him so the other part of it is if you want to build on that legacy it could have been him so you believe that it could have been maybe a little bit deeper than even what myself and boo have seen or i've seen i didn't know i didn't even think of that so it's interesting it's an interesting observation i there i was listening to a person who i don't necessarily agree with their takes um but he is a black male that talks about a lot of these different reality shows and i surprisingly was agreeing with his take here that the challenge all-stars did not necessarily want a black man to win half a million dollars or a quarter of a million dollars in the end and split uh, after the split so that resonates with me because like that's what I've witnessed from my perspective that any opportunity to uh, you know uh, put a little bit of a, a damper on the possibilities of growth in the black community especially with black men in this type of um, world I think that I think that we're just seeing it was favor. They they were they were hoping that MJ and and Jonay could just do it. That's probably why they you know didn't make a big advantage for the other two teams to to uh, when they after the first whatever what's it called the um, first leg what was it called 
uh, the the well, phase. I guess this phases or links to called, the though? to the. But phase two, phase one, phase, phase two. two. What, yeah, I thought I it was called something it, yeah. else, though. Um, anyways, but like the first whole first part of it didn't even matter, right? And mm. so they really narrowed the, the even the if they wanted Nehemiah and Melinda to win, they could have made it for Nehemiah and, and Melinda to win. If they wanted Janelle and Darrell to win, they could have made it so because from what we hear from Janelle's um, in her interview was the fact that she asked for clarification of whether or not they had the correct numbers and they would not give her clarification that she had the correct numbers. But Janelle uh, very clearly says in her interview and didn't even seem to be holding anything back that the that production did say that they had the correct numbers and told them that they won to go and run and get the money. And so they had ample opportunity to allow for a team that was teams were that were predominantly of color and you know there, there was what there was five people of color that didn't end up winning and Melinda uh, were the other people and then who won the white male so I don't know if I'm just being you know a little bit uh you know always kind of looking at the downside of racial issues on my tv show or tv screen but I work as an actor I see it happen all the time uh they don't necessarily want black people to succeed especially black yeah people. and and your opinion in regards to this is valuable because it's not like it's gone over my head i didn't think about it that way that's why it's so important to have um diversity when it comes to these discussions on podcasts because we get to look at it from every different single angle that we possibly can um i found the podcast to be really interesting drew that janelle was on with um derek and with i believe it's scott is his co-host oh, yeah yeah uh, yeah, Scott Yeager. So it was an interesting podcast because for the longest period of time, I really could see that they were trying to defend production as much as they could while well, Derek was. Janelle. He wants the call. Derek definitely. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and he he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna cut into his paycheck, obviously, when it comes to going back out there. But let's talk about some of the really controversial things that happened here in the finale. So um obviously the biggest one for me is the fact that Janae and MJ was actually able to continue without completing the puzzle. And in the EW article they said they would always complete it they would have always completed the puzzle they would have to have done one more leg to complete it but that one leg could have taken them an extra hour which would have meant that the teams who finished would have been able to rest in that time and um, get themselves ready for the next leg um, and you know that to me is an absolute crazy concept i agree this is where i do agree and i don't want to come across as completely defending production i'm trying to because i love this show i believe maybe naively the production didn't go out to necessarily manufacture a result but i'm not saying i'm wrong i'm right in regards to this i'm more wanting to approach this podcast in the sense let's investigate every single angle of what happened here in the finale and then maybe come to a conclusion as to what we think probably the end result is we will never know we're not production but we can come to a conclusion based on the evidence that we've got um janae and mj being able to continue without completing this phase of the race, that to me is absolutely insanity that you've got a team just being able to go to the next phase and then there being no repercussions, time penalty, nothing going into the finale. Like Janae and MJ's biggest thing is they said, oh, we got to the to the safe first before everything went haywire, but they shouldn't even have gotten there first. They should have been back by an hour or 30 minutes, there should have been a way more severe penalty for something that took these teams nine, eight or nine hours to do. It was a massive finale that we probably didn't appreciate watching it um, because it didn't really 
show until they got to the finale and it started getting dark. Yeah, so I've heard some more news come out uh, from sources and they were talking about how uh, that they didn't know that there was going to be a purge. First of all, they didn't even know like when we hear TJ talking about all the rules and stuff, apparently he doesn't go through every single rule saying like, oh, they thought that phase one was the whole thing because it was taking all day. Like they were out there for like eight or nine hours. So hearing that, I mean, that just takes the wind out of your sails for the team that comes in first, which is Nehemiah and Melinda, who thinks that this is it. This is over. Like this is the last hurrah and they put their final piece there and they're laying on the ground being like, yeah, I think we won come to find out there's a purge, which they were never told about. And then they were now going on to phase two, which what, what kills me is I get that there's so many things and so many parts to the finals that they can't show every single step, but why not? Why not just show us that there is a puzzle before heading to the race down there because I was so confused how Tech and Ayana was able to outrun everybody just running along a path. Uh, so it makes sense why there would be a puzzle there. There's an extra puzzle piece after getting those 14. There's an extra puzzle piece way out the way to have to go get the 15th final puzzle piece, which is like insane to me. I think, I think if the thing is, is like, I don't know if this is like 100% rigged or fixed or if it's just 100% on the production team just not being having all their T's crossed, their I's dotted. I mean, you're hearing that the memory board is messed up on uh, yeah. MJ and John A's board, and then they're kind of just like throwing this phase two together. The math problems are varying in difficulty without like there being a thing. I heard that the eating challenge was you waited after you ate instead of waiting before you could eat. So... That's a sign of production wanting everybody to eat first so they can get that shot of everybody eating at once. And then once you were done eating, you would wait your time penalty and then you could go forward. Um, That's so annoying. <laughs> it's really, really dumb. And and then another thing is like, why even, why do we, I know it's not like a, that big of a thing, but what is the point of, or what is the purpose besides a storyline of showing Darrell and Janelle leaving their board first to get to the safes and then MJ and John a being in second place and then them reusing the shot of Darrell and Janelle running to the math boards instead of running to the safes because they're not in first place heading that I, I don't understand why that is a point of contention in the editing that makes it more confusing more manipulative instead of just being showing us what's going on at the times that it's going on is what I would like to do. I know it's not that big of a deal because it, they figured it out or what, or, or MJ and John, a did whatever they were doing, but it's still an editing issue. And I still don't like it because it feel I feel manipulated at the end of the day that yeah. MJ and John, a was in first. And then when you're sitting there going like, well, Darrell and Janelle got there first. No, that wasn't even the case at all. Like <laughs> MJ and John, a got there first. It's like, why, 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 why are we doing that? That makes no sense to me. To build drama. They, they, they're trying to build drama. They're looking at it only from a, a casual TV audience perspective. You know, people like you, me, and Chantal, we analyze the show. We give time in our lives away to talk about it because we're passionate about it. We're probably a different level of fanatic when it comes to watching the show. We genuinely care about seeing an accurate portrayal of what is happening in our 
um, challenge seasons where, you know, I think that this may not even fall on the radar for casual viewers of the show. They might not even know about it. They've already moved on. They'll only come back for All-Stars 3. And for them, it doesn't matter as much. And, and if you didn't look out for things like these podcasts where people get the opportunity to express what happened behind the scenes, you wouldn't know. And I wanted to bring up, you know, in this first section on Melinda's interview that she had also on Challenge Mania, she spoke about the fact that, you know, and, and this is why, in my opinion, I don't want to come to a conclusion as of yet. I feel like a lot of what's happened, and I don't want to diminish any of what Chantal has said because I didn't even look at it from that angle from the start, um, is that she said it was really poorly planned throughout the whole finale. Like they were, um, for instance, the, the, the different signs, the little arrows that they had to follow, there weren't enough of them and it weren't clear enough in regards to where they were running in between challenges. So when they ended up going from the first phase that we didn't see on TV and they ran to the caves and they were in the caves before anyone else, apparently nothing was even set up in the cave. It was completely dark. None of the symbols with the Morse codes were in there. They were asking one of the workers as they were trying to put things together, hey, can we use your flashlight to search for our next um, objective? And they were like, no, no, we're not ready for you yet. So it shows the production aren't even planning these things a day in advance, setting them up. There's no time for them to have a dream team like Survivor go out there and run this challenge to see what could potentially go wrong. So I'm not surprised that they had so many different issues in the finale popping up with people not being um, prepared or ready for the safe not opening correctly, certain puzzles not working out correctly because there's a production error, you know, Clearly, they're not thinking this thing through, Chantal, and that the, there needs to be an additional level of professionalism and attention to detail and potentially getting something like a dream team in place or running some of these challenges before they get people to go out there and be the test dummies. I mean, I think it's they just don't care about us. They don't care about the product that they're putting out. It's just a cash cow. They want to award the winners that they want to award. They don't care about the audience per se. Um, I think that, I think they just don't care about us and they're being completely very sloppy. Even if they wanted to have a particular outcome this season, like they could have done it in a way that I would still feel satisfied or still feel okay with it. But I just, I feel really taken advantage of my fandom and like my enjoyment of the show, my time and effort that I spend watching it and enjoying it and rooting for people and, and investing. Like the reason why they make these shows is for people like us that watch it and are excited for it to happen. And I feel, I just feel as though they don't care about us and what we are enjoying and, and our experience at all. I, I don't understand why they couldn't have started setting things up at the beginning of the season. Like, you know, they have up, like, I know that they're doing the dailies and what I, I don't know what their, their work schedule is, but they could be setting some of these things up. Like, I don't understand why it would just be like five minutes beforehand. They're posting up, you know, pictures and, it's just it's just so sloppy that it could be easily rectified and i just don't think the time is enough i think they just don't care yeah and and just to also put out melinda was just as upset as janelle about the fact that um both janae and mj got like to go ahead after this whole phase the fact that they didn't have to complete it they said that if they knew and if they were explained the rules in advance like there's going to be a purge people just were chill. um 
well, they said what they would have done is they would have spoken to Tekken Ayana and they would have said to Tekken Ayana, just, you know, don't quit. Just sit still or walk slow, whatever you can do. Don't quit. Give us some extra time to rest and recuperate because Melinda said the reason that she went as hard as she did in this first phase and she ran full out with Nehemiah is because she thought this was it. This was the whole finale. The last time she did um, any of these types of challenges is the first time going to a finale. Her experience was that, you know, it's a very linear finale. You started one end, you ended another end. So they, everybody there, every, no one was aware there was different phases after that. They thought that was the final phase because it took them nine hours to do it was basically a whole day of running back and forth to do this so she gave it everything for a minute um advantage uh, uh, and, and now we hear not even a minute advantage going into the eating challenge a minute advantage that somebody to had to sit back board. and they could just run so in my opinion more so, so and and, mm -hmm. and again i'm gonna reiterate this i feel like and i had Darrell on my team i feel the most upset for nehemiah and melinda who i think probably deserve to win this final they 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 were first in the most difficult phase of this finale and if the whole finale took them 12 hours to do nine hours out of that 12 hours or however long it was they Zero. dominated right. mm -hmm. i totally agree and that's what i was saying kind of last week is that like I, i'm not i don't find it compelling when the first phase of the challenge just doesn't count day one doesn't count like that's just not interesting to me I, like I, I want, yes, of course I want to see it be competitive I and mean, it seems like it's neck and neck. Of course, you know, you want to see people that are fighting for it and all wanting it, but how they have been chopping it up in the last few seasons, uh, it just hasn't been working for me. I preferred actually All-Stars 1, how they did the finale. At least then it seemed fair. Like I would have preferred obviously a male winner and a female winner. That would have been the most fair in my opinion but at least like everybody had to complete all the different tasks and get the you know different placements choose your new partner with like i like that because it just seemed fair and there was no where to really hide um well, with them like they literally chantelle they literally on on all stars one you know um tj said to them turn around look at that mountain the top of that is your finish line so they yes. knew where the finish line was Exactly. And this one is like, okay, well, this is a uh, phase one. You're just like, okay, what's phase two going to be? Phase two, you're going to eat some food, then run to uh, unequal puzzle boards, solve it, and then run and, and use a lock. But you don't get the fourth step because we're only going to give one team the extra step that they need to actually solve this puzzle and um, allow them to run to a plane. I thought it was very anticlimactic if they were looking to get the drama. Um, and they needed to have somebody else rework this even if they wanted to have a particular outcome whoever designed this phase two needs to be fired because he did a poor job in execution all on all ends yeah and and to what chris was saying about the cave now that it makes sense i i said on the last week's podcast that we were talking about uh, phase two seemed very much just thrown together at the very last minute. I mean, when they ended phase one, the sun was still up very high in the sky. And then phase two was just like so like it was already dusk. If anything, they should have said something to the fact of like, look, we talked like I would have loved a moment where behind the scenes they said, look, it's getting really dark. We don't think we're going to be able to fi uh, finish this. Let's come back tomorrow. We'll have phase two ready to go and let's just go. And then everybody is on equal playing field at that point. Everybody gets a good night's sleep. Everybody wakes up. It's not going to be as exciting from going from phase one straight to phase two, which they didn't even do. But to me, 
that would have been the way to go and handle it professionally in my opinion and also about the i didn't even talk about the 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 safes you could just tell that they didn't think those safes were going to be that big of a problem the safe was supposed to be the thing that's just like boom Opens. quick just open it go whoever gets there first will probably get if they have the right numbers they'll do it and then they'll just take off so for again the production team somebody somebody made an executive decision i don't know if it was a, an executive or just somebody standing there holding the clipboard saying like okay just run like who who would have thought like what would we have said if that was the final product of what? just saying like like who oh it didn't open oh just go just run just run to the thing without opening your safe like just yeah. just go ahead and take it like we would be like for them to be like it was oh, a junior again, the boards and then the it was boards are not done well this. and so they have to come back with the fourth step and it, yeah, you can just tell. It's just. Uh, I think Drew it was a, it was a junior because that person said a junior production member because they said, okay, just run. We need you to win before like any of the other teams get it because maybe their safes aren't faulty, um, or you know, there's something that's going to happen where the. I think they were trying to keep the result at, in their minds as legitimate as it possibly could have been because MJ and Janae got there first, and then halfway down there, um, someone senior came back and said, you can't have them run without that. Go and pick them up and bring them back. That's what I think happened. They got overruled and then mj and janae ended up going back to the saves but on the way back the in their minds and this is what i think and again i could be completely wrong about this i'm not saying my interpretation of it is the truth of what happened but they probably thought mj and janae got there first there's other teams that also have the clue they they might get through this now we're going to give them the extra information to have a legitimate and i put that in quotation marks into the show in the way that they got to the to the save so we'll give them the fourth step which no one else had no one else had the fourth step um and to me it's crazy that this came out and that MJ did not have the awareness to keep this to himself. Like, I would be surprised if he gets to keep the majority of his winnings after probably, no, um, well, the thing is, I'm sure you signed non-disclosure NDA agreements and things like that, not to talk about production related things after the but show. Otherwise, more people would. That it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It might've just been an honest like slip Mistake. up because like when, from what we hear from the Derek's, Derek's podcast was that he talked to MJ and he asked him like, Hey, so what was the fourth step? And MJ was quiet about it. So he obviously was either told like, Hey, you shouldn't have said that. Or Janae was like, Oh my God, you shouldn't have said that after the fact. And now he's just going to play quiet. But um, I don't think that he's going to have any repercussions for slipping up on something that production did that he might not have been aware that everybody else didn't have this fourth step. Um, I do have like, I'm just going to put a little tinfoil hat here. And so kind of going in along the lines of my way of thinking that they production had a particular team that they wanted to win. What if the fact that Janae and um, MJ were doing so poorly in phase one. And if they did want them to win, they created phase two, which is in their wheelhouse to be able to hopefully help usher them with the win. Because if they continued along the same path as phase one was going, um, there was no chance that they were going to win. So I'm wondering what you guys think is that maybe that they, that's why they threw it together through these math problems uh, together so that like it would be something that would be in their wheelhouse. From what Janelle says, it seems like the only safe that works was Janelle and MJ's safe. Um, they're the only one that got the fourth step. So what do you guys think? Do you think that it's possible that the whole phase two was just like to have material for them to give them the win? 
Drew, I'll let you go and take this one first because I've got a habit of jumping in very quickly when Chantal asks these questions, but I'm more interested <laughs> what your take is on this. Well, I always think that there's two phases to a final. There's never just one straight laced, one leg anymore. It's always different steps. And if they ended on the phase one, I think everybody would have been fine with that. Everybody in the audience, I think everybody who was racing would have been fine with that, except for, of course, MJ and John A., uh, and maybe Darrell and Janelle, but I think they would have been like, oh, they beat us fair and square. I think Janelle and uh, Darrell wouldn't have any problems with ending on phase one with how Melinda and Nehemiah absolutely yeah. uh, took charge in that one. But there's never, ever just a phase one. There's always a phase two. I just think that it was just put together so poorly. Like, I just, I really do think that they just like threw this all together. I think they bought the jet or rented the jet so far in advance that they were just like, oh, we got to do something. We got to use runway. it. <laughs> yeah, we got to do something on this runway. Let's just throw it all together. I always love free agents or All-Stars 1 finals where there's different phases. You're paired up with different peoples at different legs and your point system or your gathering time. And so that final run is never the final thing that ends the, the foot race. It's kind of like in Total Madness or War of the Worlds 2 where the first day ended up to be a five-minute or four-minute head start for the Team UK who was running down the beach to do a puzzle where both teams timed out on. So it, it to me, it, I never liked the ending being the phase two is just, that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, I always like the point system. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't think it was the, the one thing I will say that I think if it was, if it, if it was set up for John a overall, I think it would be more because, the first all-star season was one winner and she was third place. She mm. would have gotten money because she was the first uh, woman to pass the finish line. If there would have been a tiebreaker between Kellyanne and her, it would have been who passed the finish line first. So she would have gotten at least half of that winnings. So making it one person, if her coming back, I think that's what would have, I think pushed, uh, production to want to like maybe give her some money because of everything that happened there. But I mean, you play the game, you the rules were set up and you just play the way it plays. You don't, you don't like screw around with that. In my opinion. Mm. Dubbo here um, sort of agrees with you, I guess in a certain degree, he says that they're obsessed with rewriting the history or changing the narrative for Janae. Uh, what did she do on rivals one and two free agents uh, battle of the sixes? Nothing. Um, so, Oh, seasons. Oh, there we go. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess at the end of the day, for me, I I find it personally hard, and I'm not saying I'm wrong or right. And I think the reason that I'm finding it hard is because I want to go into All-Stars 3 not thinking that they're going into these seasons wanting – I think that it's hard to take personal bias out of anything. And there will be elements of personal bias when it comes to even production, liking certain players more than other players. I think that's always going to be the case, but I want to very badly believe, and that might be because I'm naive that they did not want necessarily a certain team to win this final. So I don't know if they changed. I think it was pre-planned. I think it was badly planned with so many mistakes happening and that they were backpedaling, trying to fix it, trying to, make the team in their mind that they thought legitimately got there first win the season by helping them with the fourth phase. But like I said, maybe that is just because I so badly don't want to go into All-Stars 3 or the next challenge thinking, oh, this is set up from the start because I, I'm i not even like, I understand why people watch WWE, but it's a great 
you know, thing you brought up earlier, Drew. It's something I'm not that big into because of the fact that it's pre-set up. It's not a show. I don't want to watch shows that are fixed from the start. I want to see legitimate um, contestants go out there and challenge each other and may the best team win. But but you talking about the point system, it did bring something else up and in, in sort of in, into my mind. And it's what if we made the point system carry further than the finale? You guys might hate this or love it, but why doesn't dailies count for something when you go into a finale? You know, you get a lot of show or uh, sports leagues out there. If you want to get sports into sports, for instance, the premiership football in the UK, your whole season counts up to the end. So if you've had more wins than another team, even if you're playing your final game, if you've been the team that have won 92% and they've only won 87%, the team with 92% for the whole season ends up winning it. So what do you guys think potentially for a future theme where they actually make dailies count for something and you get bonus points or advantages time-wise or something like that because you're the most winningest team throughout the whole season going into a finale and how would that potentially have changed i guess this season because we would have had um i believe Naomi and melinda and actually that i don't think mj and janae that they went i think they won one daily it might have been quite a few teams that yeah. won one daily actually that it may not have made a difference in this season but in future seasons i feel like that could be an, an interesting angle to maybe explore and make it more fair i think what well i'm coming to terms with is that production has stopped doing these type of things so that they have the flexibility to be able to shape the season in the way that they choose to. I used to love seeing the times on like how people are doing and where people are on the map or, you know, I wanted to see who was really living up competitively. Like that was what I enjoyed. And they kind of take that completely away and then just arbitrarily tell us who won and it's by a short margin. And, you know, we just have to take it for, for their word for it. And so as much as like, I think that that would be really interesting. And I, I did enjoy seasons. I, I always want dailies to mean something because they don't really mean that much anymore. More in All-Stars, less in the main show. But like, make the, you know, your team bank account. Like, why when you're winning these things, like you're winning stuff for what you're at least running for. So if you don't pass the finish line number numero uno team, like you still played for stuff in your team bank account that you were able to like still be able to take home something. Um, but I think it's because they just want to give the money to whom they want to give the money to and they want to have the flexibility to share whatever story they decide to share. And if they have too many ways for people to be like, no, that's not fair. No, that's not fair. Like, I think that it would be problematic for them to be able to shape the season in the in the way that they want to. They're not into fair. They're into what story they want to tell, it seems. Yeah, I think it would be a great idea. I think it would be fun in the sense that, like Sidani was saying, that it would make them try. It would make them compete the whole way through because, like Chantel was saying, these dailies don't count. I mean, they don't really mean anything when you have all the numbers in the game. I mean, Nani didn't really have to win anything if she really didn't want to. And if she wasn't on a team that was winning the whole game because uh, she had the numbers by her side. I think if we they did like our point system, I'm not saying our point system was perfect, but if they, they had our point system for daily wins and then also elimination wins, if you could 
somehow get to the final after winning so many what if that was the advantage going forward like oh well if you had this many daily wins and you really tried you get like a two-minute head start or something like that or or you get to bypass the first puzzle and you could just run off to the nucleus and then everybody else would have to try to figure out the puzzle i mean at least that would make sense to like figure out why uh, why why people would even want to compete if you have the numbers at this point it, it's going all the way back to battle of the seasons 2012 which some people have said that they liked which i did not care for i'm still Ooh. uh there's some people <laughs> there's some people that came at me they, when they I said I the, win, like the winning team the winning season but <laughs> well that's that's the season that frank said that it's not about personality it's about numbers and that's why they brought in the 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 kill card because that nullified all the numbers so they had the kill card made dailies count for something so you could try to get out of being in the draw and also being picked to go into the elimination that was what made that season so much more enjoyable for everybody and everybody loved that season because of uh, the gameplay, the characters, but also the format of the season. So mm -hmm. I think that uh, that all plays into it. Um, one thing I do want to bring it up right before I hand it back over to Chris. Uh, there was, I did see a comment that said that um, somebody liked the sound design so much for this season that they like kind of reached out to the person that was credited on the show. And when he like said like he he messaged him saying like oh i really liked what you did with all the music it's it's so better so much better than the main season and he said that the guy actually reached back out to him and said that he hadn't worked on a whole lot of shows before this one so my thought process is what if they are putting together like a skeleton crew or a team of kind of not inexperienced, but not as experienced or the known crew, the A-list team for this season because it is such a quick production and they're trying to keep the cost as low as possible. I wonder if they have this kind of like skeleton crew that they're just like, all right, let's put this all together. Hopefully everybody can do their job and do it like to 99% of your ability, but they are giving like 75% of their ability because they can't put, they can't go to FedEx Kinko's and make sure that the board says all the instructions on it. Up to the, safe. <laughs> the office depot guy can't go and get a good enough safe that will be fine or decide which math problems are in the same difficulty in a math book. So, okay, but okay, can we go? I was going to touch on this math problem. Just before I... we get into the math, I, I do want to I do want to touch on that because it's a big point, um, guys. If you're in the live stream, I've just put a vote up. I, I'm really interested to know who would continue. Like, will this make you less likely to watch future seasons with all this news coming out? Um, let us know. It's a yes, no only at this stage. Um, really interested to know how you feel about the fact that all these things have come out. So jump into there and do the votes. And then we had someone bring up the vote, the specific on the math puzzle earlier, which I wanted to bring up if I can find this. Sam asked here. Agree, agree with everyone uh, having the different puzzles. How every they needed to be the same difficulty level so that kind of leads into i think and i might be wrong i might not be in sync with what you were going to talk about Chantel. but it leads into what you were going to talk about the fact that there were three different um difficulty levels on the puzzles how does everyone feel about it um i'm going to put it quite quickly out there and i already feel like drew won't agree with me on this one because he mentioned he didn't like it um but it's okay we like to have different opinions on this podcast we allow it sometimes as long as it's not too crazy as long um, as it's i like mine. the different <laughs> yeah, as long as it's yours as long as the, like for me 
having the different different difficulty levels, I think, comes down to challenge experience. I expected a bit more from Darrell going there, having to look at the puzzles, and then deciding to go for one that's a little bit easier. But then again, his algebra skills, I don't think was his strong suit, wouldn't have been my strong suit either. So there's no shaming from this end. I never liked algebra as a kid growing up, um, didn't sort of take to it. But I do like the fact that for players that are a bit more savvy and that will sit back, and look at the puzzles for a second, they may be able to figure out, hey, there's some puzzles that are easier than others. But I do think, and and I know I'm kind of floundering being in between, um, doing the middle road here, there has to be a certain level of difficulty, um, uh, I guess. It can't be one spectrum to the other one. It can't be like a level one easy problem to a level 10 you need a university whiz to come here and figure this thing out. But I do like the fact that there is a difference in the puzzles and that there is like someone like a Wes or a CT, if they went there, I bet you they would have taken the right option or even like a Devon, you know, um, they would have taken the easier option. I have to agree with Janelle on this one is, and that's with the transparency of letting them know that there is varying difficulties in the puzzles because, you know, maybe it's naive and her not having done a season in 14 years and maybe relying on Darrell to be giving her that insider information that like, Hey, there's going to be varying difficulties, but they're just thinking like, okay, we're done. Let's get to one of these puzzles, start working on it. It can't be that difficult. But like Janelle said, she's like, if she knew that there was going to be varying difficulty, she would have taken a moment and stepped back and then decided which puzzle that she was going to do. Because like, if you took a step back, the middle one you could solve just by looking at it, like the like the middle grouping, you could solve pretty easily by looking at it. Nehemiah's, like the one on the far right, it's very easy, but it had a little bit more like items on it. So it looked like it could be more difficult. And the left one, I'm good at math. I was like, you know, when I was younger, a math champion. Like, I enjoyed math. I did math for fun. And I still don't understand how to solve the second board. Um, I paused your screen of your video, Drew, and I was like, it can't be that hard. Let me take a look at this. And I was looking, I'm like, okay, are we using the same information from the first one? Well, no, that doesn't make sense because we're multiplying by, you know what I mean? Like, I was like trying to rationalize how to solve it. And I don't know if I'm missing something, if there's more at the top that I couldn't see, but from what I could see on that board, it actually wasn't solvable unless you maybe did trial and error and plugged in some numbers and just then found the right combination. Um, so I don't mind varying difficulty levels and, and it being an advantageous to be leaving the food first and getting your pick of the puzzle. I'm fine with that, but I'm not fine with them not letting them know that there is going to be a major discrepancy in the levels. Like, I, like the fact that on pause, I can't, I can't solve a very, it should be very simple. And the, every single other board other than that particular board was like grade three, three level math. And this one, I don't even know what level math it was because it just didn't really even make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, like how they put the problem together. I'm like, why would you do that? I'm like, do I'm gonna have to factor it out? And like, no, but that's not gonna. Be, you know what I mean? Like, I was I was doing every type of math logic to figure it out, and I still couldn't figure it out. So it was uh, Christian Ubiki. Able to do it. 
Okay, he did. He figured it out. For my no, for my survivor fans out there, it was a Christian Ubiki level difficulty level of puzzle to figure out. There, you needed uh, a math professor professor to come on there and do it. Uh, sorry, uh, I know I'm sort of jumping over here, Drew. You wanted to say something, but struggling at art is pretty much um, agreeing with everything that you've just said in regards to um, puzzles normally being an equalizer, um, and that you know if there's going to be a difference there, then at least let them know. Hey, there is an advantage to you being there first make a careful decision before you go ahead and, and um, continue. So like, I'm not going to die on this. I like, like, again, maybe letting them know is a great thing because it actually gives a benefit to the fitter team to get there. But then again, it is also good to see equalizers throughout the, the whole show where they do have to do the same thing. And even in challenge 37, the whole thing with the puzzles was that they, you know, had to throw their puzzle boards over like CT did nearly throwing one off the cliff um, in one of the seasons so that they can't copy them basically. And it's because it's all the same thing that everybody has to do. Yeah. Uh, if I could just jump in real quick, I, uh, to me, to me uh, on this math problem, I think you have to tell them if it's varying to this degree, you have to tell them that there is, a math problem that is difficult. They're varying in difficulty because if you look at how they chose their boards, first team there went to the far left, probably because one, if you look at the first board, you can solve that pretty easily. I mean, yeah. taco plus taco plus taco equals 36. You're, you're going to be like, okay, three times 36, uh, three divided by 30, uh, 36 divided by three is 12. So they're thinking, okay, that's going to be the easiest. Also, we're right running straight over to the safes like if you're on the far left you don't have to make that hypotenuse run you're just it's just a straight line Ooh, math terms <laughs> thank you um but but the way that they came in it was like the first team went to the far left second team went to the middle and then the last place team came and went to the far right so i mean they went in that order for a reason i mean if they would have known or had the ability to like because when you're running down there after a long day of doing these problems doing these boards and then running and then now you're in that frantic mode of like this is it this is what it comes down to i only have a half mm. half a minute to run down here while the other teams are hot on my tail after eating some cockroach not nachos i have to get <laughs> down here and i gotta figure out which board to take there can't be that level of difficulty because they didn't say anything so i gotta just pick a board i'm gonna pick the one that's a straight line to the safes so that's where my struggle is. I, and you know what really kills me about that podcast episode with Janelle is that she kept on saying, like, I just think maybe I'm too naive or I was naive. And it's like, yeah, I kept on being like, stop beating yourself up because that is not naivety. That is just pure common sense that you would think that this is all on board, that everything is just equal playing field. We're on this thing production would have their stuff together everything would be right as rain they may have tested some of these options out or would have thought that the math problems are all equal or made sure that they could solve the math problems without a piece of paper or around the same level uh but it's not naivety it's you trusting in the process and you trusting the production and the hands that you're in that they would That's ask fair. you to be a part of the show and it would be up up for fairness but i mean to me, yeah. I was just, I just kept on being like, gosh, she's saying it so much because she just wants to be like, she's trying to like figure out some logical way of why would this happen? And it must be because, because of me, because I haven't been a part of the show for 14 years. Mm -hmm. I, it's gotta be me. Right. And it's like, no, it's not you. It's, it was, it was, it was definitely sad to hear her breakdown on that podcast. I mean, after oh she gosh. tried to continue to, to stay in it with, clearly an injury that was quite serious i mean she's taken some time to recover 
after this she ran through that and still did exceptionally well throughout this finale and then also um the producers did a dirty at one point showing her on her back lying flat when that was apparently not while Darrell was still busy and in the middle of the challenge it was when they were resting and waiting for Janae and MJ but they made it look like she was not helping him she was on the ground so again a little bit of editing magic happening there that I think for we as fans that want to analyze the show differently and at a different level we need to in future seasons keep that in mind when we're sometimes going hard at some of these competitors for gassing out not doing well always try and think to yourself well could there be some ed editing magic happening here and the fact that we that we don't trust the producers now is not a good place to be in um and on that note um we've had a few people now vote here in the live stream i believe most people have voted that are in the live stream right now um and i said does this controversial news make you less likely to watch future seasons and it is a bit divided. 64% of people are saying no, they'll still watch it. And then 36% are saying yes, that this makes them less likely to watch it. Now, I think a lot of people that are in that no camp are probably, and I'm, I'm talking for a lot of people here, maybe some people don't care and would continue to watch as long as CT wins every season. I don't blame you. You know, it's it's, it's fun seeing him potentially beat Johnny Bananas' record um, in the future. But, you know, I think that it probably comes down to the, the all-star season for me, um, Chantel and Drew, is going to be a true indicator um, where I'm going to be looking at it very differently. I know you guys will be looking at it differently if we podcast about it, where if the we'll be able to see, did they learn anything from this finale? Like, will it be the same format? Will it be as confusing as the last season? Or is it going to be a lot more transparent? Will it be a lot more linear? Will there be an end in sight where people know this is where the end is going to be? But the problem here is that the it's producers already filmed. Have only it's already had... done. They haven't got their exactly. feedback yet. Like, only just got the feedback. So the, we could have they, another... They, just, they locked down shop and, and moved to Panama the next day. Like, they haven't even taken any time to look back to see what mistakes that they've made, to hear all these interviews, to see how much the fans are really upset with them. So they haven't had the opportunity to do that. So maybe the editing might be a little bit more transparent, but whatever shenanigans that they're going to be doing for season three is not going to be any different. So I, I want to, I'm going to be looking at it as a season where I'm going to see, is there an obvious producer pick that they want to win this game? That's how I'm going to be looking at this season, because it seems like that's the direction that they're going after season two. Do we think that because uh, we didn't get a reunion after this uh, season and also we had the sneak peek of coming soon, TJ's already at the house and we're getting that sneak peek. Do we think that heading into this final, do you think like a group of production went on location to set up in Panama? Oh, there possibly to like get everything set up because in a few weeks that's when the cast would be coming in and do we think that maybe there's like a skeleton so crew at this team, one like the because, second team yeah because i definitely felt like that second phase was just thrown together and to me mm -hmm. i almost feel like they didn't have everybody there in that sense so they were like because it did go longer because there was a second quarantine maybe they were just like oh well we got to hurry up and get get over to the other the other site we have to get the house set up make sure it's good we have to paint the challenge all-stars somewhere or put up a wooden board that says challenge all-stars somewhere <laughs> um and scout locations for daily challenges and stuff so i wonder if that also added to it in the way they set it up so i, I don't know it still is it's still it's still not okay i'm not trying to justify anything i'm just trying to like in my mind i'm, I'm like this is me trying to put logic to it
is what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Sandy here has got no faith in production uh, and he says, no, they will never learn. They will do the same thing anyway. Uh, Dabu says that when Amber B and CT were doing maths in the cave, I don't remember Amber solving her equation, but they had an advantage the next day. I think that CT did it for both of them, right? Well, they changed the rules to that. Every other team had both their partner, like the both partners finish before Amber finished hers, but then they seemingly changed the rules as so since ct finished his first that he finished for their team so he was yep. able to get the that advantage and i was i was annoyed by that um at the time too because i was like you want ct to win which is fine i love ct i want ct to win too and he did perform well to so seemingly deserved it but if the rule mm-hmm. is that you both your partners have to finish first like and she didn't finish like yeah, I'm. I'm going to be. I'm definitely. I feel like I've taken the red pull here, and I'm going to be looking at future seasons a little bit differently. Um, I've come into it a bit naive. Uh, watching some of these seasons, I still really enjoyed this season. Um, from the aspect of the cast, they brought some great moments, TV moments. Like I'd much rather remember the Greek salad moment from this season than anything that happened in the finale um, and the King's Palace and the great song that came from that and, and everything. Like I said, I mean, the producers in my mind truly wanted someone to win this show. And again, maybe I'm again looking at it from a different angle. You brought up a great point in regards to maybe Chantel, why this did not happen the, the real winners that would have put a cherry on top of the cake this season would have been Nehemiah and Melinda. They did well in that phase. That was the most um, time-consuming phase. The King's Palace really was a big vocal point and, um, and a big narrative force this whole season. It would have just been it would have made sense, you know, like, I mean, I don't want any season to be rigged, but that's where I would have rigged it. If I did want to rig this season, if I was a producer of the show, I think fans wouldn't have been angry at Nehemiah and Melinda win. Um, if they did even get in the end. at the final, like even if Janae, Janelle and, and Darrell ended up winning at the safe or whatever, like I mm. still would have been like, Oh man, good game though. Like I would still have been able to mm. respect. It just seemed, it just didn't seem fair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Drew, is, where... is they? Yeah, sorry, you go ahead. I was gonna say this is where you need prize money for first, second, and third, and this would have made phase one sufficient enough to where that last bit running between MJ and John A or Ayana and Tech, where the fourth place team gets nothing. Uh, you could have the four hundred thousand and then one hundred thousand be split between the other two teams, not evenly, but like 75 and 25. And then that way that third place has some feel to it. It has some credibility to it. I, I, that's what I would want to lean towards. And then that would have made phase one, I think be fine. I mean, you had that race between first and second place so close, and then you could have the race between third and fourth place actually be sufficient enough. Um, My thing is, so we saw at the end of the the season coming soon all-stars three and then uh, i think a couple of days ago uh, they posted it again on the challenge social media sites and everything so it's like i don't know i have a feeling like it's coming in like a week or two we could have the announcement that in like could be a quick. month or so that we're gonna get all-stars three and it's like man if you could just hold off for like a couple of like like yeah. like i don't know us, if this is not right now no. yeah <laughs> this might not be the right time you, yeah you know <laughs> no yeah. they they need to give us time yeah i need and, to and, 
like this did not sting as much. Uh, I feel like the producers are not going to come out and address this at all. And they're just going to ignore it and hope it goes away. But the right thing would be to address it. But like I said, sadly, there's probably a bunch of casual fans that watch this show that this news would have made it to them. They're not checking EW. They're not listening to podcasts. They, they will just roll on into the next season but it's the super fans the ones that are as fanatical about the show as we are the and ones also those that, people that are mark alive. long wanted to make these seasons for season four yeah it's, it's us who bring more viewers to the show because you know i will continue to nag my family who probably won't watch it but and friends you know i'll continue to say hey you got to watch the challenge you got to watch an episode with me or you know like we're the ones that bring people to the show because we're that fanatic about it so if you lose this core super fandom group that you have and that the passion that they have for the show where a lot of people, you know, 35% here said they don't want to watch the next season. If that is a true reflection of all the super fans out there, which is obviously a lot more, you know, by the looks of how many people are watching your channel, Drew, you know, having over 20,000 subscribers, there's a big group of people out there that potentially could be jaded by this. And it's sad to see because like you said, it's, it's been something we've all three of us have enjoyed this season. We've enjoyed talking about it. I will be back to talk about all stars three, you know, cause it's a great cast and, and I, I know Chantel will give you a moment Andrew, to relax. Sure. You guys will be back to talk about it when it does come out, but you know, if they don't learn from these lessons, which may happen in All Stars 3, it might be two strikes in a row. And by the time they can respond to it, we're going to be back on the main season. And um, I, I'm fearful for where things might go. I'm hoping that they address it. I'm hoping that they go in a different they direction. They will not address it. <laughs> no, they won't. Whatever. Is there anything time. that you guys feel like we didn't talk about? Like uh, we've gone over an hour. We didn't even think we were going to be on here for as long as we have, but I knew putting the three of us together, there would be a lot to talk about. Um, is there anything Chantel and Drew that both you guys wanted to bring up anything that we, you feel like we didn't give some sufficient airtime to in the podcast in regards to this finale, or should we look at wrapping this up? I mean, I think we, I think I've ranted enough about my frustration. I think that people get it. Like I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> this, I'll send you, I'll send you my therapy bill. I'll send you my uh, therapy <laughs> bill in a week. <laughs> it's just like, it's just really disheartening because it is something that I really enjoyed. And you guys know how excited I was about the whole season. And so I just, I just don't like when, when people meddling messes with a good thing or something that I really like and enjoy. And if this is going to be the direction that it's going in, it's just not that exciting for me. It's kind of like Survivor. People are like, well, you know, just like you just expect the unexpected with Survivor. And I'm like, well, you know, fine. But it's just I wouldn't be a fan of the new show. You know what I mean? I would yeah. only be watching these new shows is because I was a fan of the old show. And I'm just like hoping that there'll be some sort of semblance of what it used to be. And and that's what is really disheartening for me about All Stars. It's just like Survivor. I'm like, I guess it's 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 just different. It's changed. And um, I thought that we we're going back to purity with uh, with All Stars. But we realized that no we might have we might have lost it so i'm gonna have to just look at it completely differently and just enjoy seeing these characters on my screen and not get invested in the storyline or or who i want to win or what is fair i kind of have to just i have to become a casual viewer um because it really it just it really it breaks my heart when i look at how they've kind of ruined 
this experience for me. And I'm going to have to really look at it from a completely different lens in order for me to, to watch and even podcast about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as somebody who has built up quite the following via the challenge, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It, it does scare me a little bit when hearing people won't, watch the main season or be as invested. I mean, my palms are sweaty a little bit. I am doing other shows at the moment, but I mean, if I'm being frankly honest, I'm a freelancer and also doing my own thing. And I mean, that's the bulk of what I do. And so, I mean, I am going to start looking into different projects and different avenues alongside still doing the challenge. I'm never going to stop doing videos on the challenge, um, whether it's reviews, recaps of all stars, main season, or um, doing these videos of ranking every single pole wrestle or anything like that. Like I'm still going to do it because it's still something that I love and I'm still passionate about. Um, but it's moments like these that make me like, it's that, it's that, it's that little voice in the back of my head, even though my heart is like super excited seeing these cast members come to do like all stars or on the main season, it's the voice in the back of my head. It's like the, the head is telling me like, Something could be up. Something could be doing. You got to be suspicious about this. What's really seeing in the edit? Who's really going first in this daily challenge kind of thing? Right? But in my heart, I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I like making videos on. This is what I like to talk to uh, to people about. And I mean, I will say that there were people that stopped watching Challenge 37, but would watch my review and recaps and give their opinions on the season or how boring it was, how great it was, or they're rooting for this person, not rooting for that person. And to me, that those are amazing fans they're amazing audience members that would still uh, support me despite not liking the challenge season so um but i am looking into starting a patreon so to get help out with more money throughout these not only the off season but for the whole time and also starting a whole new venture on doing possibly scripted tv shows and like actual like regular tv shows and movies kind of commentary videos along with doing reality tv stuff on my own channel spreading out to doing experimental stuff like I am with the amazing race um, as well as doing challenge stuff. So, I mean, I'm looking at all different avenues and um, I, I know that you can't just be putting all your eggs in one basket. And, yeah. but the challenge has been really like the challenge fandom has been really kind to me and really helped me out a lot um, over these years. And I still, I'm still going to make videos. I'm still a, a huge passionate challenge fan, but it's moments like these that are just like, well, if there's a lot there's you don't know there's a lot of talk right now there's a lot of seesawing there's a lot of like un uneven waves out there even inside of me so i mean yeah. i totally understand where everybody is coming from and i can totally understand where they're feeling the way they are right now but i mean i just can't stop like i can't boycott anything just yet because i don't have that straight big revenue that i can just like lop off something like the challenge that is basically 95% of the people that subscribe to my channel. So, I mean, that's yeah. the that's the kind of pickle I'm in, but it's not really a pickle cuz I would still watch it and still cover it and everything. But yeah, I mean, firstly, you know, you you 
like Chantel as well, and and, and I know you know um, you guys have been in the the industry a bit longer than me doing these podcasts and these recaps and things like that. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort to sit down, watch one of the episodes, maybe sometimes watch them more than once, so you can catch every little detail. Who did what first? But now that's not even a hundred percent true. So you might be bamboozled by the edit. Um, and it takes a lot of passion and heart to come here and talk about this week in and week out. I mean, we've been together doing this for um, I believe leave nearly three months or something now uh talking about the main season maybe in four months five months I, it's been a while like i've lost complete track of time to be honest but 37 straight into all-stars potentially straight into another all-stars um that you know you want to be passionate about what you're talking about i guess when you come out there and i want to also um reiterate like my uh experience with challenge fans have been absolutely amazing i did not know what to expect because i was a newer school fan coming into the challenge um being an mtv show i was like maybe they're gonna be brutal like i've seen big brother fans are brutal and it's like and i'm sure they're out there i'm not asking the haters to come in roast me right now but everybody's been extremely accepting of my takes, my opinions, sometimes maybe too kind when I've had some really wild takes out there. Um, I've really enjoyed doing this for challenge fans. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, they do get things in order so we can continue to do this, continue to keep this thing going. But I'm sure um, there will always be something for us to talk about, be it a Greek salad or, you know, something crazy happening like Pizza Gate or whatever is happening on the show. There'll be something to talk about and find fun in at the end of the day. Um, also, starting a patreon uh definitely let me know when that happens i want to make sure i'm one of your first patreons on there so i can claim it you know hopefully number one or number two i know there's a few people probably in the live stream that follows you that'd be very keen on jumping in on that as well um so i would be keen to jump in as soon as that happens as well i want to kind of round it out here uh guys chantelle you know, is there anything you're working on currently that you want to uh, let people know about? I know you just came off doing an amazing race recap that I was involved in and jumped in the live stream and asked you a few questions. Um, we've also, myself and Drew, just done our amazing race recap on the Nullify Take. So if you want to check out either Chantel's or uh, the one that I did with Drew, uh, please give that some some listen to whenever you get an opportunity, if you're following the amazing race. Um, Yeah, right now it's just the amazing race. Um, waiting on bended bended ears i don't know i can't remember what the term is um just waiting for the announcement of the cast of celebrity big brother three um so when that comes out definitely my content is going to be on the rise i'm considering i keep on saying all the time that i'm considering doing all these different shows and then i just don't because i'm enjoying kind of being <laughs> chill but i'm considering doing summer house so it just started this new season this week and i'm like maybe i can go and start talking about this this these wild people in new york um or in the hamptons so that's my consideration but right now i'm just doing the amazing race with bill on thursdays at 7 p.m generally on thursdays at 7 p.m eastern unless something happens and we have to alter our schedule so right now that's all i'm doing um with the potential of starting up this week with just doing it on my own um making probably a video and then uploading a video of summer house so that's it that's all i got Will you, Chantel, be doing Big Brother Celebrity? Because we had yeah. um, some people ask us in The Amazing Race when we did our recap if we'll be doing it. And um, I think both myself and Drew may not jump into this one, but you'll be doing Big Brother Celebrity um, recaps. Yeah, that's the cast that I'm waiting for it to be dropped. So oh, to okay. start that yeah. content, yeah. Awesome. Drew, what's happening over on the Angel Cake Entertainment channel? All right, so uh, <laughs> I had a good amount of stuff going on. Uh, so I filmed a too hot to handle video 
that's going to be out. I wanted to try to get it out today, but it did not happen. I'm hoping to get it out either tomorrow or Monday because I have endurance coming out and I want to make that. I'm, I want to make sure the two out to handle video is funny. Oh man, that's season three. Uh, spoiler oh, I started alert. watching that actually. <laughs> I haven't watched spoiler it yet, alert. so I don't say anything. <laughs> that's my, that's my, that's, that's a little hint into my review is, oh boy, season three. Um, so see, uh, Sunday I have endurance coming out for season two and then either Too Hot to Handle is going to be out Monday or Saturday, like I said. And then I'm going to have a challenge video coming out, I think, Wednesday. Um, I'm not going to be doing Teen Mom anymore. Uh, it's just way too much work. And I'm getting up at 6 a.m. and it's not it's not enough. Um, and then I have Amazing Race on Thursday. And I think I want to have another reality TV video coming out either uh, Friday or Saturday. And then I'm going to launch a new project out on February that I'm going to start working on. So we'll see how it goes. Lovely. Nikki might be joining you for uh, celebrity big brother. Um, Yay, thank you. I will Nikki, be watching, I but I won't talk about it. <laughs> no, Nikki was asking if she wanted me to send her to send me the, um, the puzzle. So uh, yes, if you have the solve of it, like I would love to see it. And my backdrop is falling. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll um take us home here so on the nullified take you would have seen we've done the amazing race uh michelle who is my normal co-host for the amazing race recaps will be back next week she's got some great takes as well and a great australian accent if you like australian accents um so she'll be back next week to do that recap with me and i will be sort of getting closer and closer as we go to Australian Survivor. I'll start getting more <laughs> Australian Survivor content coming out as well. And I may have some great guests at this point. It looks like it'll be different people uh, that will be with me on that. So if you watch Australian Survivor, if you're going to be watching this new season, uh, join us for that. And um, I'll continue to drop more content with Survivor 42 probably dropping at some point. And keep an eye on Drew's channel for when myself and Chantel will be on Drew's channel to do a very special podcast in defense of um, certain players. I think that will be a fun one, one that I'm looking forward to. We don't have a, a definite date locked in as of yet, as far as I'm aware, but uh, Drew will definitely let you guys know on his channel and also on Twitter and all those things in advance when we make this happen. Um, I think there will be some hot takes on the people that we're defending. Uh, so it should be an interesting podcast to do with you guys. It's been great having you guys in the live. Thank you so much for dropping in um, to everybody that's been loyal throughout the season. Um, please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed yet it would be much appreciated uh i have made 100 subscribers which i'm really happy about uh, next target is to try and get to 200 thank you so much for the support drop a like and we will catch you guys next time goodbye <laughs>